This is the Back Porch Education Podcast, an informal discussion about how and why we educate. I'm Jason, here with Steve, and today on the show, we answer our first listener question. What am I supposed to do during COVID-19 quarantine? Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. It is not our normal uh, every other week recording, Steve, but uh, we've got an interesting question from one of my friends, Pastor Jesse, uh, who is asking us about the whole education during quarantine situation. Um, Yeah, happy coronavirus to you too. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Um, we'll we'll continue to make light of it uh, because humor is important, and we want to have a good time. Uh, but it's a it's a serious question too, right? Like we we do want to dig in, uh, not dismiss it, but but to really look at uh, what we're doing here uh, and how this how a possible quarantine is going to change uh, education. So let me uh, let me start with uh, Jesse's question. Um, and then we'll hop immediately to the poem, Steve. Uh, <laughs> of course you have a poem for this. All right. Yeah. Doesn't everybody have a book of poetry for quarantine? That's, I mean, have you not been listening? To, to listening? me, quarantine and and books of poetry seem, seem to go hand in hand, but that's yeah, all right. I agree. You're right. Fantastic ways to pass the time. Thank you for that, Steve. <laughs> Okay, so here we go. Uh, so, so Jesse asks, um, that he says he's been thinking about homeschooling curriculum with everything going on, and it looks like our schools will be canceled the rest of the year. Let's just read what he says. Trying to find a system, but it's a jungle. Do you have one you recommend? Um, the short answer is no. We're not going to come out and sort of recommend, hey, uh, Abeka, right? Or hey, uh, Khan Academy. That, that's not what we're going to do. We, so, uh, um, if and we have, I think the lawyers expect us, even though we're sitting on the back porch of our house, um, right. uh, ex- still expect us to state that we're not medical professionals. We're not really here to comment on like, like Jesse's particular circumstances are saying cancel for the rest of the year. Some of the rest of us are looking at a few weeks, but, but there's a quarantine through right. much of the nation and we want to try and help people who are looking for solutions, not so much comment on the causes of the quarantine so much as yeah. as the situation we find ourselves in due to the quarantine. That's right. Yeah. Like all of that, I literally have no idea. I mean, I'm not, nobody should believe anything I have to say about uh, epidemiology, right? Like that's just way outside of our purview. Um, however... Uh, we're, we're in a unique situation because the amount of parents who are finding themselves on the back porch with their children just went up a lot, <laughs> right? That's right. And so that's what we want to talk about. Um, yes. Do and you want to get us in the correct mind frame by, uh, of all things, reading us a poem. Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, all right. So... I've read all uh, already before. Um, I've read the 
poem "The Pasture" by Robert Frost, um, and the the that's not the one I'm going to read today, but uh, it's important because Wendell Berry, our poet uh, for today, I think is in conversation with Frost's "The Pasture." Um, the punchline from from "The Pasture," you'll remember, uh, is uh, "I shan't be gone long. You come too." Right. Yeah. Um, and so this poem is, uh, by Wendell Berry. It's entitled stay home. Seems appropriate. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, that's totally crashed your thing, but that seems appropriate. It is. It is. It's appropriate. Uh, (laughs) stay home. I will wait here in the fields to see how well the rain brings on the grass in the labor of the fields longer than a man's life. I am at home. Don't come with me. You stay home too. I will be standing in the woods where the old trees move only with the wind and then with gravity. In the stillness of the trees, I am at home. Don't come with me. You stay home too. How's that for a quarantine poem? Oh, I think it's a great poem about education. Um, <laughs> and I think it's great with or without the quarantine. But, yeah. um, you know, whenever whenever Wendell or anybody else brings up the notion of the trees, right, the woods, uh, uh, tree farmers, mm-hmm. uh, you and I know a fellow just getting into tree farming. Mm-hmm. And he he's talking in, in, in decades and centuries, mm-hmm. not next year. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, w- Wendell is suggesting we, we move in amongst those ancient trees and get a sense of solidity, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. the stillness, um, timelessness. And, you know, in my, in my normal course of education, I find myself uh, facing the time crunch all the time. We get the, 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 the there's a, a nine and a half or 10 month school year. And we've got a complete X amount of work uh, for those involved with such there's end of grade testing and standardized testing and deadlines that must be met. And, and it, and it feels at times like there's just never enough time. Mm-hmm. And yet we're, as, as we often emphasize here on this podcast, we're, we're, we're cultivating the, the farm terms are much better than the factory terms. The factory mm-hmm. has that that lever that, that just when it's adjusted, we just start cranking things out faster, right? right. Or uh, in this case, uh, we're, we're moving manufacturing off-site. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, uh, whereas with farming, um, it's it's a it's a it's viewing that student as a tender young plant that's growing up mm-hmm. and. And all the different seasons and all the different um, occurrences of history have make its mark on that plant, but but I don't think it's as radical as we have a tendency to feel, especially if we're in that time crunch, busy, busy, busy feeling mm-hmm. that oh no, if this moves home, uh, it's it's just all so different, and and it is, and I don't want to be unsympathetic to the many who who may be listening to the podcast and thinking, hey, this is this is unknown territory. I think it is for even seasoned teachers. I've never had to do this in 30 years of teaching, but, Mm -hmm. 
um, confidence in your purpose, what it is that I'm trying to do as an educator or as a parent who's concerned about my child's education, keeping one's eyes on the goal, I think, is where we start with this conversation because yeah. it's um, – I don't think there's anything that needs to be world-ending if I can use that, yeah. <laughs> uh, ed, ed, education continues regardless of the circumstances. What we want to do is use the current circumstances to educate as well as we can within those circumstances. Yeah. So I don't want to talk about it right now, uh, but I think probably before the end of the podcast, we ought to, um, touching on that last thing you said there, sort of look at opportunities that this is uh, presented, presenting, um, you know, sort of what, if education is sort of using what it's around you to uh, bolster the child toward the goal, then when situations change, uh, you know, it's going to look different. And so what unique opportunities do we have, you know, sort of looking at, rather than trying to make this be as close to quote unquote, normal as possible, saying, well, wait a minute, we're going to do some things a lot worse than normal. And that's okay, because we're going to do other things far better than normal. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, just, and we ought to we ought to talk about that sort of saying, like, what can we do better than normal during this time? Well, and I have to throw out there the caveat that this is, in some ways, I, I'm, I'm certainly excited that we're doing this podcast. But but we recognize that our audience is pretty divergent here. Um, yeah. You know, for the homeschooling parents that are listening, <laughs> it's like, hello, you're just talking about my everyday life. Right. And, and, and then, so this, this begs a unique opportunity for them to be just a little bit evangelistic. Yeah. To, to reach out to those that don't normally do this and say, Hey, you can do it too. Mm -hmm. And here's the blessings we found in it. And here's some of the insights that we have. And, and if it's a system that you're looking for, and I'm a little nervous about that, but I know what people mean when they say that. Yeah. If, if it's a set of, of, of guides that you're looking for, here's some things that will work for me. It may or may not work for you. But, but this, this opportunity to share something so fundamental to parenting as, as how can I best educate my child, uh, you know, homeschool parents are in a good place at the moment mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. to share wisdom. And I see a lot of that going on online. And we have to recognize that social media is a limited source of information. Uh, yep. Even podcasts are a limited source of information. But, Amen. But in particular, in the communities, right, uh, even for someone who's kind of feeling like, well, you're just all doing what I'm normally doing, great. That puts you in sort of the expert seat. <laughs> right. Share the wealth. Yeah, Talk that's it right. up. That's right. And, um, right, and so there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of other people uh outside of the homeschooling community that are finding themselves in some sort of a hybrid now, right? We have, uh, like Jesse, we have a parent who is now at home with their child, uh, even though their child typically attends uh, a typical school. Um, we have parents who are working still uh, outside of the home, and now their child is at home. Um, and so then, that, I mean, yeah, go ahead. There, th that parent is scrambling to figure out logistics at this point. Yeah, especially right. if they have young children, it's more like I'm just trying to find a babysitter. But while I'm looking for childcare, 
mm-hmm. their education is still on my mind. We can't just drop out of school for a month without there being some consequences. Right. So, so that's forcing them to try and figure out, well, what can a, even a non-professional educator help me do with my kids for the next two or three or four weeks? Right. So, and I think, I think that's the, for the parent who's been sent home by their employer and for the next couple of weeks to, to, to have social distancing, then, then I think that they're in a better circumstance than the ones who are now having to figure out how to educate their kids who that up until just a few days ago, they had, they had properly given that to, uh, you know, delegated that to a school to do it. Now the school right. sent in the home right. and their boss is still wanting them to come in. And, and so how yeah, are we going to make that that's work? Tough. That's tough. Um, and I think we have at least a few teachers yeah. out there who are getting sent home and going, Hey, uh, this whole distance learning thing, and it's it's not my normal cup of tea. What what do you got? So yeah, yeah. Because so I still am responsible for these students, right? I'm still right. My, my school still expects me to uh, show up, whatever that means, um, and and educate, right? Like I'm I'm still employed. I'm still educating, but uh, I don't get to see my students uh, physically anymore, right? Like instead. Um, I'm, I'm limited to whatever benefits technology can provide. Um, so yeah, we, we've got a lot, uh, we've got a lot of different subsets of the, of the population. And I think each one of them has their own challenges and opportunities. Um, in any case though, let's sort of start where, where you already, uh, led us by, by, uh, working with the trees, right. By pulling Barry's insistence, uh, on the trees into the front of the view. Um, the long view of education is really important to keep in mind here. Um, (laughs) you, you don't want to, uh, I guess what I want to say is there's a difference between education and curriculum. Um, curriculum we, we know comes from the Latin word, like a course, a course that you run. Um, well, guess what, everybody, you just got (laughs) tossed off that course, uh, that curriculum, like the road has fallen out from under us. Um, and so that doesn't mean we have to abandon it entirely, but it's going to look different for a little while. And we ought to just acknowledge that and not let it dissuade us from still heading to a course goes somewhere. So let's still keep heading toward those things toward education. Even if that curriculum looks different now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and instead of the fairly, uh, circumferal track, the, the, the track around the football stadium that we maybe run on a regular basis with schooling, uh, we've gone cross country now, right. and, and w- w- it's just unfamiliar territory on which to run. Um, you know, I had a, a, a teacher a few years back. Um, I guess I have to give a hat tip because it was her idea, but but uh, a, a lady named Lori Millsap uh, wanted T-shirts printed up for all of the faculty at our school because of how often I emphasized the the, the key professional attribute of teachers was flexibility. She wanted a, 
a Simper Gumby uh, <laughs> T-shirt for everybody. And I was never sure if that was a sort of a praise, you know, this is this is a good thing, or yeah. Elliot, you keep you keep changing the map on us. But right. but 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 it is true that in education. Uh, whether it's a professional educator or or a parent concerned about the education of their child, and this is true in most family lives. is is the is the path we envisioned is not the path that winds up getting traveled, mm-hmm. and so there has to be flexibility. and 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 I think that's the emphasis you gave at the start of the podcast. This is a unique opportunity. Mm-hmm. If it's viewed as a bother, as a as a as a turn in the road that needs to be straightened back out, it's going to be frustrating. Yeah. If it's viewed as, wow, this is a once in a lifetime type of thing. 30 years from now, my kids are going to remember back when they had to do this thing, this strange thing yeah. for a few weeks because of that. Uh, what are, I don't even remember what the virus was called, but, but uh, carotid virus, I don't even remember <laughs> what it was called. Uh, but, but I remember the experience, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the long view yeah. is, if it if we can make it a beneficial and good thing, uh, I just kind of start right where I see the adults. Um, right off the bat, the event itself is educational from several different points of view. Mm-hmm. From the humane point of view, what happens when suddenly something affects the whole world, right? Or uh, including our part of it? What is what are the virtues that it draws out? What are the vices that it uh, brings forth? There's a, there's a lot of teachable moments in the quarantine itself. Right. Not to mention, if you've got the skills and the kid is developmentally ready for it, there's a whole lot of learning about uh, uh, math and statistics and measurements sure. of things. Germ uh, theory, uh, right? <laughs> germ theory, epidemiology, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, what is a virus compared to a bacterium and, and uh, mm-hmm. Rather than trying to avoid it or, or protect my children from reality, uh, this is there's a lot of teachable things there. And um, you know, history—it's not the first time this has happened. Good. Um, you know, my yep. my dad uh, pushing ninety said to me the other day. Uh, I, I said, "Have you ever seen anything like this?" And he says, "Yeah." Huh. And I said, "Well, the internet seems to think that this is the first time." <laughs> He says, in the 1940s, I remember the polio virus, huh. and I remember its effect on uh, public places, theaters, pools. Uh, uh, they're, 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 I don't think they called it social distancing at that point, but 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 this was going at the children. Wow. And so the adults had a whole different view. And, and I'm, Please don't read anything. I'm not saying it's okay that the coronavirus is mostly going after right, right. the older end of things, but, but there's a special – panic that sets in on parents when their kids are at particular oh, sure. risk for this. Sure. And, and uh, so he and I talked back and forth because he was there. Uh, my mother is too young to remember it. He's just old enough to remember it. Hmm. And and so I thought to myself, you know, here's it, history is important. It helps mm-hmm. us. Like mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> so that set me into the, the Google world. And uh, you, you, you might know this as well. What great work of art came from a master being quarantined during the Black Plague. Hold on. 48. Is it Chaucer? Canterbury Tales? Or Troilus uh, and Crusader? 
No, it's it's the Bard. It's Shakespeare, and he was quarantined during the Black Plague. Oh, and out of that came okay. King Lear. No kidding. No pressure intended, but wow. While you're in your quarantine, see what you can do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not going to get anything as as marvelous as that out of me for sure. Um, huh. So the Black Plague was, I didn't even know it was still going around because it originally, it started, I know it happened during Chaucer's lifetime in the 13, yep. 50, 60, 70, 80s, 90s. So I didn't even know it was well, still. Well, I could be misspoken in in. in uh, evincing the the black plague. Oh, right, a but plague. a plague, a plague. Sh- right, Shakespeare right. was in quarantine when he wrote King Lear. Whoa, not not bad, not well, bad. It's sort of it sort of uh, rings true anyway. The tone, <laughs> he nailed it. Right, like no yeah. wonder. <laughs> Life oh. is a miracle. Right. Um, wow. Uh, so uh, I, I derailed us with, with, well, that's okay. No, no. The, I, I think that's, uh, that's a, that's a pretty natural, uh, way to look at things, right? Like, um, sort of the, the, ta- the, what you just explained to us, this idea of, okay, uh, you didn't say this, but I think what you're after is adopting a posture of learning and of examination and of curiosity, right? Rather than being scared of some, I mean, look, if it's bad, be scared, of course, but rather than uh, trying to avoid um, certain educational aspects of it, you can lean into this, right? Kids are going to be asking questions. Uh, Their appetite is already whetted. And so you can use this and say, well, yeah, I mean, here's what I know about it. Here's what I don't know. Uh, what could we learn together? Right. The aspect of knowledge here, I mean, certainly uh, as fearful as many people are in this unknown moment, part of the problem for us as educators is we can't really teach them a lot about coronavirus because only so much is known. Right. But we can inform them about the way in which scientists are going about dealing with this problem, um, the the ins and outs of government during a time like this, mm-hmm. um, and and focusing, I, I, I think we're in the world of, of Mortimer J. Adler and his Paideia proposal at this point, right? Nice. Uh, it's, especially when, when knowledge is pretty limited, we can't, we can't really form, what, what should I say, uh, uh, objective tests about this kind of information, but we can certainly focus on uh, the, the the discussion and conversation about ideas, right? As, as, as I already mentioned, and 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 this skill um, coaching. Mm-hmm. How do you do good research? How do you um, know what an authority is in this case? Mm-hmm. Um, and for younger uh, ha- kids, like how do you wash your hands well? Right, like yeah. this is a this is a serious skill. Right. Um, And you can uh, it's good for them to know it. Right. So the the skill can be uh, scalable. Right. Uh, Every age of of student, every age of child uh, has skills that they can learn that are immediately applicable and important. Right. I had a student and I I teach high school, so it's kind of surprising to get asked a, 
elementary school question from high schoolers. But mm -hmm. uh, the kid wanted to know why he couldn't just drink a bottle of uh, a hand sanitizer and get the thing over with. Hmm. And I said, uh, 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 setting aside the possible assumption that you're talking about suicide. Right, right. Um, if what you mean is why can't we just sanitize our gut with basically all hand sanitizer is according to the recipes that are flying around the internet is, is alcohol and aloe gel. Mm -hmm. um, and to him, that's all, you know, um, it got us into a conversation, even though it wasn't science class. Sure. Um, it's it, a it great got us question. into a conversation about your, the, the flora that live in your stomach and that are necessary to good digestion. And yes, we want to kill off quote unquote bad things. And of course, viruses can't be killed because they're not alive. And we had that whole conversation. Mm -hmm. But but there's a lot of very good things that live symbiotically in your stomach. And you go killing those things off, you got big problems. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. He's like, what? What's what's living in me? And I said, um, <laughs> uh, it's it's right before lunch. Maybe if we right. talk about this at a, at a better time. But right. um, uh, it, it, I you said there's a difference between education and curriculum, and I think that this is the, the a big emphasis here, right, is that mm -hmm. uh, we may not be able to continue forward with the quote-unquote plan mm -hmm. that we so carefully laid out for ourselves back in August when we were getting ready to teach this year. Right. But there's plenty of education that can go on, mm -hmm. some of it continuing in that formal pattern with a, with a change maybe in methodology, and and then a whole bunch of stuff that was just not on the plan uh, until the coronavirus raised its ugly head. And now we now we have this circumstance. Um, let's use it. Right. So. Right. So you, you mentioned uh, Adler. And um, I think that's a good way to sort of get into getting more specific. Right. Uh, I know everybody's not a huge fan of Adler, and I, and I think that's okay. Um, but his basic division of there are sort of three things that a person can learn: facts, skills, and ideas. Um, that's a that's a pretty nice way to sort of think about uh, how you're going to be dividing your instruction uh, and what you want your ch children to learn. Right. Right. Because I, I think of danger here. I'll just call it the dump truck method. Okay. Um, when, when faced with sort of a uh, an at home setting, a lot of teachers and parents run into the "let's keep them busy" mode. Mm -hmm. And you know, Adler would push back on that. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, I don't think he has a problem with the quote unquote busyness, but. But work for work's sake is less effective in education than purposeful work towards the higher ends of education. So tons of worksheets and online activities, getting my kid all the way through Khan Academy in, in its entirety right. or whatnot. Right. Um, uh, first of all, in a month's time, Good luck. they need to sleep. Yeah. But um, – but, but so that's the danger I'm worried about is an overload of I'm just going to bury them in stuff to do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's going to turn their educational experience into something that's uh, burdensome and probably boring and 
if if your purpose is to make sure that when it's time to go back to school, they're really excited about that, <laughs> you, might, you might be accomplishing that goal. That's true. Uh, but I think they're going to do that anyway because 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 the, the 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 first danger I caution people against is just is just throwing work at them. It it should be purposeful. It should be aimed at something. It should be connected mm-hmm. to what you're trying to teach them. And and inevitably, if it is activity, Adler would say there must be time for coaching them on how to do it correctly, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing more frustrating to a student than to be given an assignment that they don't know how to do. And then in the course of normal school, sent home to do it. And that means parents have to help with it. Right. Well, parents don't want to do that to themselves either. Just throwing work at your student is not the, the answer. There's got to be time. Uh, and it may not be in the normal uh, routine of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I see a lot going on online is parents sharing with each other uh, ideas for schedules that what the child can do when their parent is at work, mm-hmm. what can be done in the evenings to keep school moving along and all this kind of thing. And, and and I think those creative schedules and that sort of thing still should be focused on uh, Adler's notion of ideas being developed and skills being coached rather than just, you know, it, 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 having a third grader do the, the, the hundred renditions of the times table or something. And right. it, it's not that that doesn't have its place, but. Sure. Um, so, okay. You, you've, you've cautioned against the dump truck uh, sort of method uh, or, or, or whatever. Um, I want to caution against the uh, sort of eat your vegetables mentality. Right. Um, If you like everybody knows that kids should eat their vegetables. okay. But if you are driving down the road and you get a flat tire and the kids are in the back of the car uh, and you have to change this flat tire and you have vegetables and you have ice cream then just give the kids the ice cream. <laughs> like, well, right. it's you know, like, the, yeah, like <laughs> it's, we're, we're not, we're not in the sort of uh, n- totally normal situation. We're not in the vegetable eating situation right now. Um, if you're going to cut something, uh, then you might just cut the stuff that is the least fun. Um and for either for the kids or for you, right? Like if you hate the quadratic e- equation or the quadratic formula, uh, now's not the time to knuckle down on it and say, oh no, I, you listen, you must learn this. Uh, yeah, they must, but not this month, right? Like it'll be there. It'll be there in 2021. Uh, it'll be there three months from now. Uh, so there'll be a time for filling gaps, but for now, let's just, let's just do what we're good at. Right. Um, let's just focus on what we can do well, uh, as parents and play to our strengths because we've got enough crazy stuff going on. Let, let's make this a, a break rather than an additional uh, stressor. Yeah. Well, in fact, I would put out there another idea of what we seem to be uh, highlighting the things to avoid, but um, uh, 
we have to deal with the fact that our kids, as well as ourselves, are, are in an unusually traumatic moment mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, lim- limiting stressors, there's already quite a few stressors just with the quarantine itself. And, and, and the one I think that stands out the most to me for kids who are used to the traditional school setting and are being yanked out of that and sent home, right. I, I think the human aspect is a is a big deal. Um, as I've contemplated, my, my school's got me moving into remote learning. Um, you know, what's what's class going to be like? And, you know, when they're coming in, filing in, sitting down in chairs, and, and we're doing the traditional school thing, my interaction with them in the halls and at lunch and before and after school keeps me abreast of their relationships and and who's up and who's down and who's team one and who didn't and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all going away. And, and I think K through 12, even into college, that's a, that's a lot of the traditional school experience is the interaction amongst themselves. And so uh, I recognize that a part of my job now is providing community they are going to join the rest of their class with me online in a live setting. I've got to be willing to let them catch up on each other a little bit. I mean, I know I'm aware social media is 24-7, but, but it is different to hear one's voice than to just see texts. And, and, and God bless them that they have the ability to decipher some of the texts they send each other anyway. But um, sure. The spoken word, the heard word is important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and back to the Barry uh, poem, you know, that's part of what he's saying in the stillness of the trees, I am at home. Um, I think there's also sort of the the rustle and bustle of the, well, he, he says uh, uh, where the old trees move only with the wind and, and then with gravity. gravity right. Yeah. Uh, uh, just hearing the familiar voices, right, mm-hmm. is, is, a, is a part of, of what I'm concerned to, to preserve above, are we getting all the work done? Are we continuing as a class, as a community, yeah. as a group of people who learn together? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to come back in a few weeks and be, be strangers to one another. Good. Um, so I, I think that's an important thing to, for parents to consider. We have technology, we have FaceTime, we have all kinds of stuff. Uh, make sure your kids don't just drop off the world and, Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're having them at home to keep them from physically transmitting things around, but right. uh, uh, emotionally, socially, there needs to be a maintained connection. Yeah, and, uh, that's good. I, I want to comment on that. Both of my professors this semester have, um, you know, as things have been changing and updating, whatever, um, my professors have been sending out emails to all of us that... <clears throat> sometimes don't exactly have a point, right? Like they don't exactly have a, um, an action list. Do this now. This date is moved. Assignment has been modified. It's not always that sort of thing. Uh, sometimes it's like, I went to the grocery store and it felt strange. You know, like these are the sorts of sentences that are appearing, uh, uh, you know, um, in our emails. Like, I'm not sure how to revise the syllabus right now. I'm trying to decide what's going to ultimately get cut. Um, And that, you know, uh, 
you, you might be tempted as a teacher to think that that's not doing anything. But as a student, I can tell you that it's that's doing a tremendous amount of work in uh, keeping the conversation going, right? Keeping the community knit together so that we are essentially in uh, providing linkage from the old normal to the new normal, right? Keeping the conversation, keeping the continuity and the community going. Yep. Um, well, that conversation is what's going to, in the end, win the day, mm-hmm. right? If we had to, uh, I, I know you and I have uh, talked a little bit, what we, we want to make sure as we bring this podcast to a close that there there are some practical what can I do right now type of recommendations. Right. And um, uh, you came up with some great ones, so I'm going to let you start us off. I may bring my own in, but but I thought your list was was fantastic. So okay, cool. Go through your list. Yeah, then. sure. Okay, thanks for that. Um, I so so here's the list that I made, and then I thought, you know, if this is actually a good idea, I ought to do it. So I did, and I'm I'm happy to share that. Although you know, for us, it's um, the the only one we're sort of really focused on at this point is Mary. She's five. Right. So, uh, but I I do think it scales. So uh, here's the list, right? Um, The first thing is to just take a breath, slow down and uh, stay home, right? To just, and and I mean that in the Wendell Berry way of doing things, like just give yourself a second. Um, And once you've done that, uh, I, I think the next step is to sit down. Uh, you can do this with your spouse um, or uh, alone and come up with a list of things that you are good at and that you want your child or your children to be good at. Okay. So I came up with 10. Um, so then start uh, in your daily life with your children as you're with your children start or in your classroom, if you're a teacher, right? Uh, your virtual classroom now, I guess. Um, start talking with the kids with, uh, about those things, right? Um, so if you like drawing, do that and talk about it. If you like cooking, do that and talk about it. If you like playing video games, do that. And while you're doing these activities, Talk to your kids about what you're doing and get them involved in that. Okay. Uh, and then this time, uh, uh, so so once you're once that's going, then uh, write another list. And this is one where you decide uh, what your child ought to learn in this furlough, right? In this uh, quarantine, in this break. Um, So a good teacher uh, doesn't set learning objectives based on having the child for four hours a day if they're only together for one. So given your real abilities and your limits and your child's real abilities and limits, what can you realistically get done? Um, And then if you're feeling really really spunky, uh, you can make a syllabus for it, right? I I actually haven't made it that far, but I do have sort of objectives and a list of things that I want uh, to do with Mary over the next couple weeks. Okay. So um, is it, yeah, will you is, humor me, this, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to interject here that this is, this is sort of what 
my family does with this whole gift that the government when they when they give me my money back for my tax refund. You know, oh yeah. There's yeah. there's some people that just I think view it as fun money and go spend it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's our money. It's part of what we earn. For the- <laughs> sure. And so there's sure. this discussion. Once we know what the figure is, there's this this budget, if you will, or this list of priorities. We've been given this mm-hmm. opportunity. Uh, there's, there's a, a pile of money is about to come our way. What are we going to do with it? Mm-hmm. It's very similar here. A, a pile of time. Oh, nice. Is, yeah. is being given to us with our child. We, we could just sleep in, you know, we could squander it, but why? Sure. Why would you want to do that? You you, you want to mm-hmm. wisely think through, and, and I love the fact that you emphasize, let's be realistic here. Uh, who am I and who is my child? What, what can they do and what can I do? And how can we make that work within this context? Rather than uh, what all too frequently happens is people these days Google it and they start finding 536 different programs. Right, right. right. And they jump into one, uh, usually a free one, right? And, and sure. to of some course. extent, the help is, you know, what you've paid for. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that all free ones are trash by any means, but they jump into one that looks great. And before they know it, either they or their child is frustrated or both. No, it's not this one. We're going to switch to this one. And, and, the weeks quickly fly by with four or five different programs started and then jettisoned. Right. <laughs> you know, it's this, it's, it's, it's a car on bad gas, right? It's hiccuping and coughing yep. down the road instead of uh, you uh, taking a little extra time to design yours. You can do it, mm-hmm. right? You, mm-hmm. if you love the right things, your child and the good, Right. And I think that's about all the loves that's necessary. You yeah. you can think it through. Um, the, the beauty of this is that it is somewhat temporary. We're not talking about you've got to do this for the next five years, you know, or you've you've entered. Although it. you could do that, too. You could you could. Some, I think, are going to enjoy this enough to consider it in a longer term. Yeah. But it's just a little trial that everybody mm-hmm. gets to to do here. And. And being purposeful, which is what your list really means, yeah. um, it, and 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 you know, it looks different for what I'm facing with, in particular, say my seniors, who are very nervous about not being able to graduate on time or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And Mary, you know, your five year old daughter who's just getting started on things, and I'm sure yeah. views all this as just a new adventure. Sure. <laughs> you know, for very little context. They she hasn't been doing this for. 12 or 13 years like my seniors and and now they're being thrust out of a very dyed in the wool routine and they're a little anxious. She's just probably like, Oh, that's just, so what, 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 what's the specifics with Mary? Okay, cool. So, um, the, I came up with a list of 10 things that I think I'm pretty good at and that I would like Mary to be good at. All right. Uh, these, and none of these things are, uh, things that I don't enjoy. Right. So I think I'm good at other stuff, but I don't particularly like doing it. So I didn't include it because I don't want to do stuff. I don't enjoy. I would just want to do the things that I can enjoy uh, as much as possible in this uh, somewhat tumultuous time. So here's the list, right? Reading, writing, typing, counting, walking, 
poetry, rhyming, Agricola, which is a board game that uh, my family particularly enjoys, uh, Latin, and burgers and onion rings. Okay. Hmm. 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 So, um, so I thought, okay, yeah, these are all things that I want to do. Uh, these are all things that I want Mary to be able to do. Uh, and I looked at that list and I thought, okay, cool. So I made some goals for the next two weeks and, uh, each one corresponds, right? So for reading, our goal is read every day. There's not a limit to how much or how little. It's just, that's a goal. Read every day. You know what's going to happen if we don't read one day? Nothing. (laughs) It's fine. I don't care. Right. But where our goal is to read every day. Um, Over the next two weeks, uh, Mary has uh, started writing. Uh, She's she's working on letter formation quite a bit. And so um, I think a goal for her that is completely achievable is uh, to write 100 words. Okay. So that's what about seven words a day. She can totally do that over the course of a day. Um, so she's going to write 100 words, um, for typing. Uh, I have a typewriter that I like to use and Mary, uh, views it as a special treat whenever she gets to type with me. And so we're going to be doing that. Um, I want her to, uh, every time she writes a word, uh, we're working on counting by fives and tens. So I want her to start, uh, tallying the words that she is uh, writing, right? So every time you write a word, okay, go make a tally mark. And and she will keep track of that and we'll know she got to 100 that way. Um, for walking, we're going to go for walks when, it's, when the weather allows, right? Um, we're going to read poems every day. We're going to make lots of rhymes when we can. <laughs> uh, we're going to play Agricola, the board game, and it's amazing and everybody should play it. Um, I want her to start writing Latin words if she can. And I want to make burgers and onion rings because I like those a lot. Um, that's it, right? That's the, that's the educational plan uh, for Mary. Um, it's probably, it's rudimentary, no doubt, uh, because she's five. But I think that it could, that could be just as easily done for a, be done for a child of 15, Right. The, the same uh, concept uh, could be used. Like you're, you're pointing to the tax refund uh, <laughs> is exactly uh, the right metaphor, right? You've been given a surplus. You've been given a lump. How are you going to use it? Um, and, and, and so I, I hope that that is uh, helpful. What do you think? Yeah. Well, and, and- so the listener and myself as one of the listeners uh, is is hearing Jason think through his context and that's really the I think the I hope the calming point of this podcast is that uh, all of us have within us the ability to think this through um, in fact one of the greatest gifts that we can perhaps use the next few weeks, uh, with our children, whatever their age might be, is is to continue to build in them confidence in their in their thinking skills uh, mm-hmm. by modeling it for them. I think that Jason's suggestion that you talk this through with the 
child, whatever their age, as as you contemplate what's going what's going to happen during this quarantine, uh, they're they're seeing you model for them what you eventually want them, the wisdom you want them to be able to to have. And um, you know, I I I think that there's a million ways to do this, all of which are right. Which ones uh, the the emphasis Jason's placed on the things that you enjoy, you know, if if it's a burden to you, it's going to be a burden to your child. If it's fun for you, it's almost going to be like, I wish school was like this every day. Right. And uh, you know, my colleagues and I have talked about the fact that traditional schooling is not going to go into long distance into distance learning and and be a one to one thing. I don't think there's ever a time when distance learning is going to be the same as the traditional classroom. I know most colleges, you know, if, if you're going to go to an average college today, you're going to do some some re- remote learning. Uh, well and fine, but the the human aspect of minds in a room thinking together and conversing together is really hard to re- recreate. Really, with any kind of technology, it, it's it's a unique setting. So so our goal shouldn't be to recreate it. It should be to while that's set aside, explore the other ways in which we can we can bring about the the lifelong process of education. That's that's I think a big mm-hmm. thing to to end with is that this is a a relatively short blip in all of our lives, and it can either be uh, as much as possible embraced with faith and love and hope, uh, or it can be looked at negatively and and. I'm not even going to come up with another adjective. I'll just say it can, it can be right, yeah. negatively, uh, 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 which it's just going to affect you negatively as well in your child. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, spirits up, everyone. I think this quarantine can be a blessing, uh, not not making light of the fact that it has ser- serious repercussions for many people's lives. Um, it has repercussions in all our lives. Um, I, I think what faith tends to do is make the best of it rather than the worst of it. And um, mm-hmm. uh, stay home. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it all comes back That's to right. Wendell in the end, right? It uh, does. Life, yeah. life is stay a miracle. Home. The message of Lear is true. Life is a miracle, and it's a it's a brief thing. And um, don't be like Lear and, and disinherit all your daughters because they have to stay right. home with you. Uh uh, but be like Barry, say don't 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 come with me, uh, stay home, and uh, wait. Right, it, uh, w- wait wait with wonder and and curiosity and and love for your child because good things can happen. That's right, and, and I think that when we are, um, you know, what you touched on, Steve, about uh, minds in a room. Uh, well, in a quarantine, <laughs> you and your children, your spouse, those are the minds in the room, right? So um, be expectant, be ready and happy about uh, what might show up. Um, because, uh, you know, one of the things that teachers are just always searching for in a traditional classroom is novelty. Because novelty uh, sort of spurs curiosity, right? When something strange happens, kids latch on. 
And so this is a novel situation. And so students are uh, in a certain way more ready to learn than typically they are. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, grab onto that um, and look, look at what you have around you. You have a big chunk of time. Uh, this n- might be the time for uh, your child to work on a big project that they think is important or you think uh, is important. And, um, you know, it's, it's a good time to spend together uh, as a family as well. I don't know that I got anything else to say, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm right there with you. So, um, okay, well done. Uh, I think it was a fruitful conversation, Steve. So thank you for uh, talking it through with me. Uh, Jesse, I hope this answered your question. And um, maybe, Steve, we end here uh, with a pitch. Uh, if uh, other listeners have questions that they would like answered, um, this was our shot at answering one. Yep. So you can certainly uh, you can certainly ask that on probably Facebook would be the best uh, yeah, I, I, place I think to ask it. There's, there is a comment section to our website. There's a comment section on Facebook. Facebook's mm-hmm. probably going to hit us quicker. But, uh, right. Ed, Ed, you know, if, if it helped you, share the love. Uh, let, right. let folks know that this podcast is out there, and in particular that we've done this episode uh just because we felt like there was a real need for it. Yeah, good. Okay, everybody, stay home.